discover the possibilities of internal medicine. Hello, Dr. Chu. Uh, this is Loretta Panessi. I'm the executive director of the New York chapter American College of Physicians, and I am delighted to have been working with you um, this year during your advocacy internship with the New York chapter. And I hope that you learned as much from us as we have from you. And my first question for you is going to like go back a bit. How or why did you become interested in advocacy? Hi, good afternoon, Loretta. Um, thank you for the opportunity for the advocacy internship. It was a really valuable experience. So I guess to rewind, I did my residency out at Stony Brook, Southampton in internal medicine. I graduated this last June, um, and currently I'm doing my fellowship in geriatrics at Northwell Health. And one of the geriatric fellows that graduated the year before me, uh, the great Dr. Taryn Tansu, I had reached out to her and she had told me about this experience and she you know, spoke very highly of it, said it was a really valuable experience. And so I was really intrigued um, because, you know, prior to all this, I was kind of very typical, like, you know, just bury my head in, in the books and in the work. And I didn't really pay attention to health policy and advocacy. So I was just intrigued by kind of what the experience would be like. Um, and you know, going forward, we don't really have a lot of opportunities to have experiences like this. So that kind of motivated me to, um, to apply for the internship. Thank you, Dr. Chu. Um, and can you tell us um, what your focus was for your internship project and how you tackled it, what information or lessons that you learned from, this, from your research on this topic? Going into the internship, I was really interested in looking at um, long-term care for older adults and kind of the legislation surrounding it, but kind of realizing that because I've not been exposed to or really knowledgeable about health policy before, I decided to kind of backtrack and really start from the foundation. So really understanding how the legislative process works and um, reading a lot of bills that are authored by the state Senate and Assembly. And a lot of it is just really going through each bill and reading how they word things and the potential implications for practice. So a lot of the beginning was devoted to catching up on that. And then it kind of coincided with the Governor Hopeful's State of the State. So I spent a little time digging into her address, and then the state of the state book that was later released, you know, with that foundation, then digging into deeper of what the long-term care issues are and what advocacy um, initiatives. I know the American College of Physicians, they've released a position paper in the past about long-term care insurance reform. Um, and then, so I looked deeper after about what has been going on since then in terms of the state and federal federal levels and spoiler alert, not much. <laughs> so then, um, after that, looking at quality of nursing homes and assisted livings and what kind of regulations, how they decide that. So thank you, Dr. Chu. I'm so glad that you picked a topic that was near and dear to your heart. And again, um, there's no question that the legislative process is pretty complex. 
So what's one thing during your time with the chapter that you found most surprising? For me, what's most surprising is that um, the idea of health policy is pretty intimidating when I first started it. Once I was going through the internship and I had a little more exposure to it, it's actually pretty accessible. It doesn't have to be a grand project that takes a long time and for you to tackle, but it's really incremental small steps along the way. Um, and even if it's something small, like meeting with your local assembly members and forming those connections. And I guess also surprising that you it feels like very isolating at times that, you know, it's this whole big, you know, health system that needs to be fixed. But there's New York ACP where I met other physicians who have a lot more experience with advocacy and health policy. And then seeing that, you know, there is a power in the having a shared voice and having a platform where you can raise these concerns and um, have those discussions. So I guess for me, it's been a really rewarding experience because you realize um, it's a very accessible process and you do have the opportunity to be as little or as more involved as you would like to be. Great. Yeah, I'm so glad that you said that because physicians are the medical experts and we want the physicians to inform um, the people making the laws in New York and on the federal level that, um, you know, we want them to understand that they need to utilize physicians more because they have the information um, and we really rather um, have a process in place to avoid having bills pass without the input of um, the expertise from our physicians. So that kind of leads me to the next question. So as a physician who went through this process, one of the two things you learned that you will use throughout your career? So I think that um, in our medical training, we focus a lot on building our clinical knowledge and um, clinical practice, and that's all important, of course. But I think that realizing how much health policy also impacts our practice. So that's something I think I'll carry with me throughout the rest of my career and just paying attention to how regulations and laws are passed and how that affects our process and our practice. And if there's something that, that doesn't seem like a good idea there, we should speak up and find ways to resolve it. And, you know, it's not something that we just have to put up with. So then I think that's something that I'll continue to, to do. And, you know, and it all ties back to patient care in the end, because you are always advocating for your patients. Couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you. So I also um, understand that you met with your local assembly member this week. Was it as intimidating as you thought it would be? Not at all. Um, he was very approachable. And like you said earlier, it's it can be a mutual um, relationship too, because if they ever have a question in regards to medicine or healthcare, we can be a potential resource and vice versa. And so it was a very um, 
good experience because for me, I lived in the same um, district all my life and I've never been aware of who my local uh, assembly member was, but kind of seeing, you know, how his involvement on committees and what bills he authors, then I can have a better idea of how, you know, their, what work they're doing in the state assembly and how I can be a resource. And also if there's a question or something that, you know, that I would like to bring up too, I know who can, how I can go about that. So that's definitely a relationship I'll continue to um, hopefully foster in the future. Excellent. I think that that experience is exactly the outcome we hope for each and every intern that comes through our program this year. So thank you for sharing that. And one last question real quick before we conclude. What is one tip or tool that you would recommend to other physicians who want to get involved in advocacy but don't know where to start? You know, it can be very intimidating at first, but really can start off with really small steps like looking up who your local state um, senate or assembly member is. And then also becoming involved on the platform like near College of Physicians because you know they have so many committees and and it could be public policy, it can be education, it could be mentoring. But I think having that community is something that definitely should foster early on, and that'll continue to to have its rewards down the line as well. Wonderful, and I think that's not too much to ask. Thank you for deciding to take advantage of New York ACP's advocacy internship. Um, And thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you.